Thank you for coming tonight. I know that there were other things you could do. You could have watched TV. You could have taken a hike. You could have visited friends. Any number of things could have occupied your time. And I appreciate your coming to hear all four of us. Thank you. All of us learn a great deal over our lifetimes. All of those things that we learn help make us the people we are today. There are some things, though, that I've learned that, as far as I can tell, I don't need to know. <laughs> Let me give you a couple examples. I don't think I know, need to know what streaming is. <laughs> Maybe I do, but since no one has explained it to me, I think I'll just leave it alone. I have a general sense of what artificial intelligence is. And I don't know what to make of that. I have enough problem with my own intelligence <laughs> without having to deal with something that's artificial. So I suppose maybe the thing to do is ignore some of the static that's out there and try to focus in on the things that really matter the things that sustain us, the things that help us change. There are lots of other things I could identify that I think I don't need to know. But I have learned something important. It's been important to me. And I wish I had learned it sooner. But better late than never, I suppose. And that is that taking calculated risks is usually a good thing. I wish I had understood that, not only known, it, known about it, but understood that much earlier in my career. <laughs> I'm not quite sure all the risks I would have taken, but there would have been more. <laughs> if I were much younger than my 90 years, I want to share with you tonight three things that I would advocate for, work for, that I think are important for our community for the future. First, let's consider establishing our separate city and county governments into a combined city-county government that carries the functions currently carried by each separately.
I make this suggestion not to say that our current leaders are not doing their job. I don't make it because I think it will save money. Rather, it is to suggest that we may find a different structure, as risky as that may seem now, to better fit a difficult and more complex set of circumstances in the future. And if you'd like, we can talk a bit more about that. This is not an untried idea. We haven't tried it, but it is not otherwise untried. Second, a recent opinion essay in the New York Times called attention to what may be termed an epidemic of loneliness. I'm not sure there is such an epidemic, or if there is in our community, I don't know exactly how to locate it or measure it. But in fact, I do think it exists. It is not like a flu epidemic or an epidemic of measles, or what we experienced in COVID, although that was, for many people, a very lonely time. So I think it exists, and I think it would be worthwhile looking for it and attending to it. Unfortunately, the article focused on how to resolve instances of loneliness primarily as something individuals do themselves. It failed to consider how we might together address this issue. And for that, I want to suggest to you the idea of co-housing. There are different approaches to co-housing, but in general, it is an intentional community of private residences around shared space. This idea originated in Denmark in the 1960s, and it has spread widely since that time. It is often characterized as groups of people who are hungry for connection. If this is true, it may assist us to respond to that epidemic of loneliness. In addition, I wonder if there might be another value in co-housing. What if we considered it as a way to diversify housing, say, along one or more dimensions, such as age, or race, or extent of education, or any other dimension that makes sense to us. I would live in such an interesting place, old and young, or folks from different ethnic groups, or participants with various levels of education. 
the risk, of course, is that co-housing sounds strange or it sounds sort of flaky or it sounds plain impractical. Finally, for our shared future, I would advocate for and work toward building tiny homes. We may wonder who really wants a tiny house. Very, uh, very likely, I would not. I've got too much junk, too much stuff. I'd have to get rid of most all of it. But I think there are folks out there who would welcome such home ownership if tiny homes were available. And just maybe, just maybe, with the right incentive, there are developers who would be willing to build tiny homes. But clearly, the idea of tiny homes is a risky matter. Co-housing is a risky matter. A different way of thinking about city-county government is a risky matter. I challenge all of us to think creatively about our shared future. And while we do that, let's take some risks. Thank you. Let me get my equipment here. <laughs> Thank you, Rhonda. You're